What's up, everyone? This is episode 53 of the TronoGindos.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, the only dude behind TronoGindos.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Devin does reviews, and Brett does something every now and then, like twice. Speaking of Brett, I he's here. I think guaranteed once a week. It's called a podcast. <laughs> we didn't do it last week, though. We're back after a week. Yeah, but just... whose fault was that, Steve? It was a team effort. There's no what? what I'm not going down with that one. What, what are you? What were you doing Sunday night? Uh, comedy. Yeah, I could have recorded Sunday night. Yeah, but we always record in the morning at 9 a.m. That's our time. Yeah. Well, you're the one who flip flopped it all over the place. Dan, what were you doing Sunday night last night? Last Sunday. Well, working as usual, but you know me, I always carve out a, an hour for the for the podcast boys. There you go. So next time we'll just do a podcast, you and I. Nah. <laughs> yeah do it go ahead guys so brett from hard circles here on his last show and uh composing dan is back as well it would suck if it was the last show i think a lot of people would be upset if i wasn't here oh totally Maybe. i think so i think people would be like where's brett if you would be upset that this would be brett's last show tweet at him at brett meeser at tp smoke which is that tp smoke yep. that's right yeah tweet at him some questions to answer on the podcast we have three questions this week, actually. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm impressed. Yeah. We're, we're getting a following, 53 episodes or whatever. And so um, let's start the show off with how we always do with hype time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah. Hype. Hype it up. Hype. You guys hype are the worst. Hype time. <laughs> um, having some fun. Fun. It was a yeah. neg- it was it's called a negative accent. Yeah. So this week uh game dev drinks as usual. Um on Wednesday, October wait, we're in September still. September twenty eighth. <laughs> I fast forward a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, screw it. Uh yeah, so it'll be on the twenty eighth of September. We have uh Ken Sato from Massive Damage Inc. coming in. The guy's behind, uh, I think it's pronounced House Salon 6, Starfleet Commander. Um, so they'll be coming to Game Dev Drinks um, 7, 7 p.m. till whenever we decide to stop. And it's at the Pheasant Plucker in Hamilton, Ontario. There's still tickets available. Even though the tickets don't matter, just show up. Um, and we'll drink and listen to Ken. He'll be talking about uh kickstarter and how he did his kickstarter and all that jazz so that's that's this month's uh game dev drinks and his kickstarter was pretty successful right yeah it got close to like two hundred thousand dollars and i think their ask was like fifty thousand or something like that so it'll be interesting to see uh just to listen to was it done on the kickstarter platform or was it something else I remember you guys talking about it. They, he, uh, they did the Square Enix Collective or whatever right, it's called. Right, right, So I don't know how much of a boost that really gets you. But like when I, you do Square Enix Collective, is that still done on the Kickstarter platform? Yeah, it is. But yeah. basically, from my understanding, is you get like a piece of the Square Enix like marketing yeah. behind it. Because mm. I got an email. I remember getting an email because I have like a, an account with Square Enix or whatever. I got an email about that game. Yeah. Saying yeah. it's now on Kickstarter. And I thought when I first saw it, I just assumed it was a Square Enix game, like a new Square Enix game. Right. And then a friend at work uh, was just like, oh, have you seen this game? It's awesome, blah, blah, blah. It's made in Toronto. You should check it out. I was like, wait, what? And it was 
confused. That was like the first time I heard about Square Enix Collective. So you basically just for a certain percentage of the 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 backing, yeah. you you get basically Square's like marketing team and 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 expertise and stuff and that. And they're just their their network, which is huge. So yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. But I think you also had to kind of get approved. Like they don't, they obviously will only take on the ones that they believe will make them a shit ton of money. So they must have saw something in Halcyon 6 that was like, yeah, we, they could probably get three times what they're asking for. Um, whereas they probably won't go for the ones that are asking for, you know, 15K and, and will just barely make it sort of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Cool. I'm excited for that one. Um, on that same day as Torontaru, mm-hmm. um, at what's uh, where is Torontaru again? Like Get Well or whatever? Or? Yeah, the Get Well in yeah. Toronto. Um, I will be going to neither events, but that's happening on classic, Wednesday. Classic, classic Steve. Actually, I'm going to something else, but I'm trying to like see my email if it's um, if it's like just for certain people or. Mm. Oh, is it is it another gaming event? It's Ubisoft is having people like is kind of giving a tour of their office, right? And from when I first, I can't find the email now, but when I saw it, it looked like it was kind of for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember asking like, "Oh, do you want me to promote this on the site?" Blah blah, blah. and they're like, "Nah, like it's I think it's <laughs> I think it's like a smaller thingy." So uh, I don't know. Right, that sounds is. good. Yeah, anyways, so Torontau, you have your choice, or if you're in Hamilton or want to make your way to Hamilton, you got game dev drinks, so boom. Do you have the when the, the October person down? Nope, not yet. No. Working on it. Oh, well, I have an idea of who it might be, but I want someone else first before right. I break out this guy. So. Right. Because I want, I think the guy who I will, the guy who I have floating right now, I want him to finish November, so... Then we have December off for the Christmas party. So I'm just trying to figure out who I'm going to get for October. But I'm in the middle of talking to somebody. So Nice. Yep. So it'll be a Christmas party this year. Yeah, I'm going to try and do a Christmas party this year. Nice. We'll see. Oh, yeah, because we all gave you shit for not doing the Christmas party last year. Yep. Yep. So I don't know if you can find it's on Eventbrite actually. So it's a it's a industry open house at Ubisoft Toronto where they're going to the creative director, uh, Ubisoft Toronto's creative director Joel Burgess is going to give a talk and then Watch Dogs Two and For Honor um, stuff. And it's on Eventbrite and doesn't look like exclusive for anything. So if you can find it, I don't know if you can just like I'm assuming you can find it. So if it, anyways, it's Wednesday, September twenty eighth, six thirty to ten at the Ubisoft office. Uh, you can register for free at the Eventbrite site. So if you're looking to, if you're listening to this podcast before Wednesday, September 28th, you got three events that you can be doing that night. So go out and network, meet new people, etc. Nice. Uh, and you probably, maybe you're there last night, but last night was the Hand Eye Society Ball, um, which was a fun event. Cuphead was there. There was a couple other demos. It was fun times. You got to dress up nice and fancy, which we don't normally get to do. So. Uh, Devin was supposed to be on the podcast and talk about it, but he's hung over. So for shame on Devin. Oh, brutal. <laughs> all good. I asked him last night. I was like, do you want to be on it? He was like, oh, I might be sick and hung over tomorrow. So I'm like, well, 
If you're playing ahead, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Dan, do you have anything you want to hype up? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Let's go on the news time. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> news, news, news. Yeah. Uh, part news, part hype is I'm going to be doing the uh, Extra Life thing again this year. Oh, sweet. Me too. Are you? Probably. Join the Toronto Game Does team, or are you going to make a hard circle one? I'm probably going to do just the Brett Meester one. Oh, okay. But you can join a team, though. Yeah, I could. <laughs> Don't you want to be a team player? Mm. We can even name ourselves the Spurs if you want. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, Extra Life, if you don't know about it, it's a 24-hour gaming marathon um, for charity event. Basically, people raise money for sick kids or, or children's hospitals in general or hospitals in general uh, and play games for 24 hours, stream it, tweet about it, all that stuff. Kind of like a solidarity sort of thing. I How did, much did you raise last year, Steve? Last year, I didn't raise that much. I raised only $100 because I didn't do what I'm doing right now, which is hype it up early. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I think Dan did fifty and I did fifty. I think was last year. Cool. So this year I'm hoping, and the year before that I raised about five hundred. I think. Nice. So I'm hoping to raise uh, probably close to that. Oh no, I did. What did I do? I did three forty five in two thousand fourteen, and then one hundred twenty five last year. All right. So this is the year of five hundred. Boom. Let's see. Uh, so, anyways, you can join the TorontoGamers.com team if you want, not necessary, but I'll be playing. It's going to be tough because Skyrim like remaster comes out a few days before, mm-hmm. so I want to play that. But you guys should compete. Yeah, who raised the most money? Oh, what me versus Steve? Yeah, man. All right, do it. All right, so I also have sick kids going on now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to support me, I want to um, edit this whole part out. <laughs> I'll I'll uh I'll I'll, I'll I'll all right I'll make my sick kids account right now. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, all right, so official. Steve versus Brett. See you can raise the most money. We gotta put some. We gotta have some sort of wager though. Why? Well, it's for fun. It's for kids, man. <laughs> yeah, who could raise the most money for the kids? <laughs> and then there's a side bet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's just mean. No. It's it's just shame for the loser. Yeah. For not raising enough money for the kids. Dan, why don't you participate? Because I'll lose. <laughs> I'll definitely lose. And I don't have 24 hours. Yeah, you, don't have, you don't have a whole day. I, this year I did it smart. I booked the, the Monday off because the last few years I worked, I went into work on the next Monday. And it's a brutal, brutal day. Um, right. But it's November 4th. You start at 8 a.m. on the Saturday and then finish at 8 a.m. on the Sunday. Um, did you go full blown Toronto games last time? I I definitely did most Toronto games last time. Uh, I pl- that's when I platinum the Castle game. Download the Castle game; it's it's amazing. Uh, I did a lot of M plus plus Apotheon, a lot of those games. Um, I think it was, but I also did a lot of Metal Gear Solid Five because uh, that had just come out recently. So does this like not raise anything for Canadian hospitals? No, scroll to the bottom. All right. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a Hamilton one in there. There's a few on Yeah, there is. McMaster's uh, Children's Hospital. Oh, there you go. Do that. That's what I'll do. Yeah, I did Sick Kids. Cause that's the go-to. So. Yeah, I'll raise it for my own city. Rep in H-Town. What? Go. So, depending on who you like more, 
you can donate or you can join in or you can, uh, if you can't and totally understandable, you can always tweet, share on Facebook, all that stuff. That's, uh, that's sometimes just as valuable as donating. So, uh, I'll be hyping that up in the coming month or so, but I wanted to start early cause last that's year, Brett, I think yeah. like a week ago, uh, no, Brett's now officially off the podcast. So <laughs> you threaten that every podcast, week. Your podcast numbers are going to go down without the, the magic. Sweet. We'll go from five to three, whatever. You're going to five to just sleep listening. And be like, so just meet on the iTunes. Alex M is just going to be like, well, that was, this is, Brett was the whole reason I was listening to this for. I'm going to stop listening if Brett's not on it. You don't listen oh, anyways. Snap. <laughs> just join me, guys. It's all good. All right. Oh, man. I'm going to start my own podcast. I'm four right there, too. You're lucky I stopped. I'm going to start my own podcast. And how do you feel now, Steve? You know what it's going to be called? The <laughs> other Toronto Cape, <laughs> <laughs> Cape Devs podcast 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Toronto Cape Devs remix edition. 2.0. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be all hype, lots of swearing, just real talk. <laughs> okay, you guys... It's got a subtitle, podcasting again. If you guys want to swear slightly, you can, because I, I, I have the Pika now that I can edit up. I, I don't mind not trying. I tried my best to not swear. But if you go and see me uh, doing stand-up comedy, you'll be quite surprised at how much I swear. You never hype that up. When's what's what's your next show? What's what are your shows next week? Because people listen to this during the week, so. Uh, I don't. I don't need. I don't need to hype that up yet. I'm still working on it, man. Mm. Once I get to that level of where I need to hype it up, then I'll hype it up. That's fair. All right. Now onto the real news. Number one, uh, we have how many is that? Six, six cents. Uh, did we already do one? Well, the the extra life, technically. Yeah, cool. but that was ha- that was half hype, half news. So okay. Number right. one, Sushi Go from Lemix Lab is now on iOS. Uh, it's from Michael, who I saw last night at Hand Eye Study. Actually, uh, he has made another. So Sushi Go is a card game um, that. He's made basically the iOS version for no Android. Um, before Brett kind of freaks out, it's all right. <laughs> uh, but he made Noodles, which was the free game for iOS like a few weeks ago, which is fun. Uh, he's also done a few board games, but this is his latest one. I haven't picked it up yet. It's kind of expensive on the as far as apps go. I think it's like five bucks or so, five or six dollars. Lummox Labs, Lummox. Follow him at Lummox Labs. On Twitter. Yeah. So I'll pick it up eventually, probably when it goes on sale. But it's four ninety nine, which I think is the US this is the US price. I think it was like five sixty or something when I looked it up on my own phone. So Well, sushi's expensive. <clears throat> That's a good point. This game just makes me want to eat sushi. Also, <laughs> I don't nice. remember if we talked about this last episode or not, but we did. I did think we? we did. Yeah. Yep. I'm starting to remember this because I feel like we did this exact same thing. Is this the same story? Yeah. Extra hype. Oh, you get hyped twice. You get hyped twice, man. Still not on Android, though. What? No, he he said on, someone asked about it on Twitter. Actually, he probably won't make it for Android. Why not? Uh, let me see. I should have asked him last night. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. I would have asked him if I was there, but <laughs> you should have went. Yeah, no one, no one invited me. Truth be told, it is the cutest sushi game. It is like very charming. Yeah, those vector art vector art graphics are pretty tight. No Android for the moment, he tweeted. There we go. For the moment. 
And then he tweeted in Spanish, it looks like, and mentioned Androids. We don't think to do this for Android at the moment. Maybe if there's interest enough. There's interest. I'm interested. So if you're interested in Android release, you could tweet at Lumix Labs, at Lumix Labs, and let them know that you want to play this on Android and Mm. join the revolution with Brett. Let's do it. Or have your phones blow up while you try to charge them. Oh. Get an iPhone 7 with no headphone jack. Yeah. Phones, uh, companies are the worst. I'm going back to a flip phone, guys. Flip phones are dope. No going Kia? back. Going no back. Kia flip phone? Yeah, I'm going back. You know what? Based on that, on that uh, headphone jack, then, I think my next phone will be an Android. Just because. Nice. Just because of that? Yeah, no no headphone jack. Like, stuff. like that's utter shit. There's a Pika. Yeah, I got a Pika. Up. <laughs> and they're just so anal about it, too. That might be a Pika, too. But, um,. I just have a pair of headphones with the adapter just plugged in all the time, like it was part of my cable. It's just dumb. I just leave it there. <laughs> I think it's dumb, though. Like, no. Like, I understand why they did it, like the purpose behind it, where they're like, oh, it'll help keep it 100% waterproof now. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, they just passed the same waterproofing sort of test that Samsung had. Mm. You know, just just to be on par with Samsung's waterproofing, and they've got one. So yeah, you know, it's not like you could drop it ten ten feet of water. Like you can just kind of get it wet. No, I think I think part of the reason is because all of these companies use the headphone jack to to have like a mobile swiper thing, like swipe um, Square, PayPal, QuickBooks. They all have a thing you can plug in to accept credit cards and stuff with your phone. Mm-hmm. And they just obviously want Apple, everyone to use Apple Pay. That was, hmm. That's my theory behind it. Well, that, that's that. Well, it's definitely a theory coming from a company which we won't mention that has its own swiper. So I'm a little bit on the inside and kind of know the pain about it. But that I mean that I who knows? Yeah, maybe because it was. Use- I mean, like I've read some stuff that it was like sort of a space issue and whatnot because you know if you take that out, then you can add all this other stuff. And you can get 14 percent more battery life and all that. But yeah. um, at the same time, I don't know. Like wireless is is kind of nice, you know. Have a pair, pair of, like a wireless headset or something like that. But uh, those I don't things know. are expensive like, as hell, though. It's like one hundred fifty bucks or something, two hundred bucks. Yeah, and I like that the analog. Uh, you know, they would say, "Oh, it's a it's an old technology." This analog plug, and it's kind of like, "Wow, that's a cop out," mm-hmm. because because it works, you know. Right. So, anyways. Screw your iPhone. Um, but download it should go. Keeping my 6 forever. Yeah, I, I love my 6. So <clears throat> 6 or six plus, I guess, is what I have. If it breaks, I might just like try to find another one. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right, so what's next? Number two, one I don't think we talked about. I learned that For Honor uh, is being co-developed by Ubisoft Toronto, which I didn't know. I thought they were just working on Watch Dogs 2. No, they were doing, I think, level design and some animation stuff. Yeah, I so I just learned that uh, September 12th, I guess, is when I wrote this story. But I'm, I'm a little, like, mixed on For Honor. Everyone it se- everyone seems to be more hyped for it than I am. But anyways, they posted some, some videos for the, like, the three classes or heroes or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the game looks fun, but it just kind of looks, to me, like, after about an hour after you kind of get over the sort of really nice like it looks beautiful and after you kind of get over the like brutal deaths and stuff 
just kind of looks repetitive and boring. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like a packet slasher? Yeah, it just looks like a Dynasty Warriors that's a little more, less chaotic. Um, but part of, the re- part of the fun of Dynasty Warriors is just like how many freaking enemies are on screen that you're just wiping away easily. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I could be wrong. I mean, it's it's not... This isn't a game that's out this year. It's it's February, so there's still some time. It looks gorgeous, like just the look and and the art behind it is awesome. But mm-hmm. uh, whenever I see gameplay trailer, I'm just kind of like I'm a little ho hum about it. I don't know how you guys feel. I wonder. Did, I wonder if this is going to be a, a 4K release on PS4 Pro. Probably. I would think so. That's cool. I think so. Deserves to be. This game looks awesome. So, yeah, it does look dope. I don't know. Have, have you guys like watched much of this game gameplay wise? What do you like? How do you feel? Or? It's a pieces. I, uh, I don't know. I'm for me. I kind of wish there was Native Americans in it. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> but because like you have, yeah, or you have samurai. You have knights. You have uh, like these barbarian. Yeah. Things. No, two, I, I white that. two white dudes, one Asian class. I want I want a Native American in here, but maybe that'll be a patch, maybe an add-on. The natives yeah. will show up. Good, the bread the bread DLC. Yeah, man, I want I want to see savages up in here. So, whatever. Just guess not. That's my only. That's the only thing I I wanted. I was like, yeah, this is pretty dope. But then there's no Native Americans, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to play it now. So that I was just about to ask that is is. Uh... Has, have Deal you, breaker. Yeah, have you not? So you haven't played a game or bought a game because you felt like there was a chance to have native native people in it, and, and there wasn't. You know what? Lately, I have been kind of going in that route where it's like you have all these other uh, like races uh, being showcased. It's like, well, what about Native Americans? So usually, when it comes down to that, sometimes I'm just like, I'm not going to buy this game. Right. You, you couldn't take the ten, ten seconds to make my people. Yeah. So, it's annoying. Can I flip the switch? Hmm? Can I flip the Native American switch? <laughs> I don't know. There should be. It's a simple switch. Come on, guys. <laughs> just, just switch it in there. The Native American switch. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it's like ten the 10 seconds to put it in, but... Yeah, they could have done it. Like, I totally get it where they're like, like in this game, for instance, they were probably sitting there going, well, natives only have uh, teepees and longhouses, so we can't make cool buildings like they have here, right? Like, if you look at the... Yeah, it's like castles and stuff or whatever. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I get it, but come on. Come on. Maybe you'll just get the DLC then. Yep. Like, Ubisoft's only made one native game, and that was Assassin's Creed 3. That's it. Rest in peace. You should do an article for the site someday of just like top five Native American. Yo, Turok, number one. So, <laughs> did you guys see, oh, what was it? Um, it was like just a rumor or a leak, but it's probably fake about like uh, Red Dead Revolution. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks cool. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, like, a, be, like a second one? Yeah, the second one might be a female Native character. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they're going all the way. I'm down. If it happens, number one. Or was it Red Dead? Yeah, it was Red Revolution. Dead Redemption right? 2. Yeah. No, it was Re- Revolution or something like that. Revolution it was is- like the, f- the first one. Then Red Dead Redemption was sort of the spiritual spiritual successor. 
Or was it? And then I think the rumors have been Red Dead Redemption 2. No, this was something. Oh, Rebellion. Was it Rebellion? Red Dead Rebellion. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. I'll see if I can find it. Look it up. Um, number three, IO Reboot uh, is, also, is now on Android. No, iOS here, Brett. So nice. it's a game similar to uh, Noodles, which we just talked about from Mike's game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, Omar reached out to me. He's a student at University of Toronto. He was just like, yo, do you want to write about my game? And I said, yes. So uh, you can download the free game there. There's no ads or anything like that. I think it's just a game he made on his side, or on, on, on the side, sorry. Uh, quote, easy to learn, hard to master. I always infinite puzzle game that progressively challenges the brain to train focus, attention, multitasking, visualiz- visualization, and balance. Compete worldwide and view your ranking against everyone else. Uh, so if you've played Noodles, basically there's sort of like a, a piece that you now have to kind of connect all the other pieces to by just sort of rotating everything. So I'm I'm a big fan of Noodles. If I had this, if I had Android, I'd download this. Brett, maybe give it a shot live on the podcast. You can give your thoughts. But student game from University of Toronto. So download, check it out. Um, he doesn't have a Twitter or anything like that. I told him I was like, bro, you need to get on Twitter and start promoting this. But I think he just really just made it and then just sort of kind of you know. It's just something that he's made. Which what, what game is this? Uh, IO reboot. IO reboot. <clears throat> Thanks for paying attention. It's only on Android though, so don't worry about it. I was looking for the link. Oh, it's at the bottom. Yeah, sometimes the the link coloring always just it's gray. You have everything gray, so it's like a, like where the hell is it? I know. I try to bold it, but yeah, no, it doesn't right. really stand out. But it doesn't need to be like old school blue, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I, that's that's sort of my. Yeah, I've. It's actually like bolder now than it used to be, mm-hmm. but I feel like to me it's it's. Anytime I see it, I know where the link already is, so I can I'm, I like look at this page. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's obviously where it's at the bottom there, um, but I know sometimes it's not like the easiest. It is like a very white and gray website. Oh, I found it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. I, I was trying to find it too. I'm like, where is the damn thing? <laughs> It's a very. I'm, to- I'm totally talking about a completely different thing than you guys. Oh, oh Red Dead, uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, I'm pretty sure it's just a rumor, but it's like fan art or something. But it was called Red Dead Retribution. Mm. That's the. Isn't that the first one? Is it? Mm. That was the one on PS2, I think. What? Am I losing it? No, that was Red Dead Revolver. Well, Red Ted Retribution has like a Native American woman on the cover, and I was like, "Oh man, that actually would be totally awesome." Yep, I'm sold. Oh yeah, so there's 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 an actual kind of convincing poster here too. Um, Red Dead Retribution says coming November 10th, which obviously is fake. So, but it looks cool. Series Red Dead. Here we go. No, it's Red, just the two of them. Red Dead Retribution. Yeah, it looks pretty. It looks like a pretty some pretty dope fan art and something that uh, I'd actually like to see happen. I'm really surprised that with how big Red Dead Redemption was, that they didn't make more like that or like these Western a Western genre didn't kind of like explode. Because I can't really think of any other like Western games that have come out in the last five years. Mm. Yeah, it's obviously fake. 
because I'm looking at another poster right now with like a cowboy on his knees with like, and you know, what obviously it looks like uh, with a gun to his head. It's like, no, that's not real. But it's still cool. Moving right along, number four, uh, Jazz Punk Director's Cut is out now on PS4. I haven't played it yet. I plan to play it. that. That's that's what that's a game that's gonna that I'm definitely gonna get with in uh, a few weeks of getting that PS4 Pro. That's for sure. November, November 10th or when it, I forget when it is actually. 10th, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Punk is a comedy adventure set in alternate reality Cold War Cold War world, plagued with corporate espionage, cybercrime, and sentient martinis. Gameplay is inspired by spoof comedy films and cartoons of yesteryear with a focus on weird gadgets, exotic locales, and open-world style exploration. Mm. Every time I read about this game, I have no freaking idea what you do. This trailer is like the most confusing thing ever, and I think that's all part of the charm and humor of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm watching the trailer right now. But it kind of looks like it's a first-person adventure thing. Yeah, but it's, it's 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 very comical. Yeah. There's jokes around every single corner, right? It's like almost everything you interact with is some form of a joke. <clears throat> I keep meaning to buy it because it's uh, it's kind of on the expensive side for a downloadable game at nineteen or twenty dollars, but it's on sale right now for sixteen. So I might just download mm. it uh, so it's ready for extra life or what have you. Uh, actually, I'll do. Oh, I'm going to do that right now. Screw it. Um, I've got a few pieces of music in this game. Actually, I was going to say, yeah, you had one because this is a re-release. It was originally on Steam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you saying that you had some music in there. So, do you know for sure that your music's in this one, or or you just so in particular? No, but I I, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd be surprised if they cut it. So, <clears throat> so when but when yeah. that happens, like they own that music, right? They can do whatever they want with it, or do they have to reach out to you first, or no, or uh, no? It's work for hire. So as soon as I'm done writing it, it's theirs, right? This one in particular was a bit strange because uh, there was a middleman and, and I didn't really uh, have uh, the ability to, you know, talk directly to the guys making the game and whatnot and, and get uh, get the details and exactly what they needed. And and it was a little bit of a confusing process. But um, but yeah, in the end, there's some pieces of music of mine that are that are in this game. Um, they just I mean, they had it was like mostly done by the time I got involved. They just had some uh, some temp that needed replacing um, because they didn't own it. It was just temp they had in there while they were building the game. And, and uh, I kind of joined in sort of in the, the, the final stretch there to just help them out with some of that. Mm. But it's a, it's a cool game. I'm excited to, to play it on PS4. Yeah. I'm actually like in the process right now, just downloading it uh, just cause it's on sale and I'll, I'll want to play it on uh, November oh damn i saw the amazing spider-man 2 is also on sale but it's metacritic score is 49 so i guess i'm not buying that yeah <laughs> there's a few there's a flash that went on for playstation so i'm just looking it over right now but it's all like anime stuff but um <clears throat> yeah so jazz punk it's out now uh brett did you ever play the game on steam or nope it doesn't look like something i would want to play yeah true number five i think severed is out now on wii u wii u download it today i was going to download it and then my nintendo account uh i forgot the password and then couldn't figure it out and didn't mm. was too tired to do all that so i haven't downloaded yet but that's out now we've talked about severed since episode one really yep i should try and 
get around to buying it. Yeah, this is this is the version that I like was mo- I'm, I'm excited about. Like on the big TV, uh, I think the gamepad would be like a good fit for it. Yeah, I think so too. Because <clears throat> you don't really like you do have to. I guess you will have to look down a little bit, but I think like the idea of playing the game looking at the TV while swiping on the thing. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for this. So. It's on sale right now because it's part of the Nintendo Nindies or whatever summer sale thing. Um, so I think for like a week or two, it's it's uh, like fifteen percent off. But you can download it today, or you can get it on Vita if you have Vita, or you can get it on iOS, which most of you have an iPhone. So will you own every version of this game? I'm going to get this. And I'll own the three out of four, and I and I uh, I think I'll get the 3DS version just so I can have it. Are you, is there an achievement for this? <laughs> <laughs> Drinks box. You can't, you can't platinum it unless you own all four versions. Yeah, I guess. No, I have the platinum on the Vita. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I might buy it on 3ds. It depends when it comes out on 3ds. When I'm doing, I there's a Dragon Ball uh, like fusion art, or sorry, Dragon Ball Z like fusion game that's coming out in December. That's mm-hmm. going to be like probably my last 3ds purchase. Because because it's finally all these Dragon Ball Z games are like fighting games, which I'm not really the biggest fan of. But this one's like an RPG, so I'm I'm down. But it's only on 3DS, so I'm gonna buy it. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure if I'll buy it, pick it up on 3DS. But that's the last version that's coming out for. So we'll have to wait. So you're, you're a Dragon Ball fan? Yeah. Dragon Ball Z, bro. So what is Dragon Ball Z good? Yeah, man. It's the best. Really. It's pretty stupid and fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, does it work? Really? Yeah, it works. Sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, I watched Dragon Ball Z like as a kid, mm-hmm. and it's With just like nostalgic. stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's just stupid, but it's funny. Like it's I don't know, and it's it's like now it's back. Like there's the movies that are coming out, and, and there's new anime in, in Japan or whatever. So. Mm. Just anything that aired on like Fox after school, I, I like. I didn't really think was that great. Like, you know, the sort of the Pokemon and the and the Dragon Ball and the and the Naruto and all that stuff, <coughs> and the Bay Raiders and all that. I was just like, meh. You know, mm-hmm. Beyblades. I don't even know if that's a thing. I'm just. It is a thing. It, is yeah. a, it was a thing. I don't know if it's still a thing. Oh, everyone still wants to drop their blades, man. <laughs> really? So reading the the. The ESRB rating for Jazz Punk, it's kind of great. It's rated teen, animated violence, drug, alcohol, tobacco reference, cartoon violence, alcohol reference, animated blood and gore, animated blood, comic mischief, alcohol and tobacco reference again, mature humor, mature sexual themes, crude humor. Rated teen for teen. It's, uh, it, I mean, it's pretty, it's definitely like sort of a, a kitschy game you know and just have a, a bunch of sort of slapsticky jokes and whatnot you know like I, i'm sure like 60 percent of them don't hit they're just kind of like oh that's that oh that's a joke oh that's a joke oh that's a joke but i'm sure there's a bunch of gems in there too and and they make fun of a lot of games from what i can tell like they make fun of they do spoofs of quake and and like one it's called it's quake but it's like a wedding cake instead or something like that and it's at a wedding and you're like shooting like champagne bottles or something like that you know mm. so it's a bunch of different stuff I'm, I'm excited to try it just for uh just for the director's cut to see what they you know what they ended up doing 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's like different about it. Yeah, just like what they think, you know, the game should should be, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to pay my credit card. I'm pretty uh, sure it's an adult Adult Swim published game. I oh, love really? Adult Swim. Yeah, I would think so. Hmm. Do some research. Look that up for us while we talk about number seven, six. Sego Mini Planes is out, uh, is out September 29th. Yeah. Um, so another another game from our friends at Sego Mini. Uh, looks pretty similar to the other ones, but you you know you fly a plane with the cute little animals, and uh, and you just kind of go teach one there's always like cool little animations and stuff all these games are designed for preschoolers and stuff like that so i think we all kind of look at it and be like oh that's you know there's not much game there but um what's the bray you gotta remind me who the who the guy who did the game dev drinks was oh jason coach yeah jason did game dev drinks about half a year ago i guess now uh yeah and basically said that you know all the all their like concepts are based off of like play tests and Kids come mm-hmm. and they don't really care about saving their pictures or anything like that. They just want to kind of see fun animations. So, yeah, that's the whole point of this. These the art behind this game or these games are always like top notch. Like the animation art is always just like something I really dig. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like it would be a fun game for kids. Yeah, uh, they have like there's now like fifteen or sixteen of these games too. So, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but this one will be out September 29th. I don't think they've set a price or if they, I don't think it has like an eye and a store yet or like a part on the store. Um, mm. where you can they check keep it out. coming up with fresh ideas too. I don't know how they keep making these games. Like this airplane one looks pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I, yeah. I don't see, uh, I don't see it there yet as sort of like, uh, you know, save, like, you know how they might have like a placeholder. I don't see a placeholder for it, so I don't know if it's going to be a free one or if it'll be a paid one. But it'll be there September twenty ninth on your iPad or phone. So if you got little little kids in your life, um, or just like playing cute games, there you go. Or that. <laughs> I haven't showed this one to my niece yet, but I plan on it. I keep meaning to, and then just keep forgetting. It is uh, published by Adult Swim. Jazzpunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh, Brett or Dan with the with the investigation. Yeah, but Brett with the doing nice nothing. I, I love Adult yeah, Swim. I, Do you guys watch Adult Swim? Yeah, I used to when used I was to. like a teenager. I still love it. What yeah, are they I used like? To, like watching in my twenties. Yeah, I don't even know what they would have. Like what their shows are now. Um. Well, Rick and Morty's an Adult Swim show, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Rick oh. and Morty, Robot Chicken? Rick and Morty's like that's my favorite show on television right now. I think Robot Chicken was like my my thing. I used to love watching that. Have you guys Have you guys spent some time with Rick and Morty? Not yet. I've watched not since we last talked about because you mentioned it a few podcasts ago. But yeah, so I've only seen like the first three or four episodes. Steve Brule, <laughs> check it out with Steve Brule. Oh my god, that's that's too funny. Um. Uh, yeah, it's the, I mean, there's a bunch of different ones, uh, but the good. Th- I mean, the thing, the reason I don't like Rick and Morty. I mean, it's written by Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon's the guy who did uh, Community, right? right? Mm-hmm. Who's currently working on Community or whatever. Yeah, and uh, he's really funny, and he's a really good storyteller, right? Mm-hmm. And Justin Roiland's totally like he's a good storyteller too, but he's totally off the cuff and just does all the crazy loose stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
seems like Dan uh, seems like Dan Harmon's the guy who just kind of comes in and sort of like really says, well, if we're going to do that, it's got to be like, why are we doing that? Like, what's the story? What's the angle here? You know what I mean? And yeah. At, so when you watch the show, it's pretty tight. They've got a lot of really cool um, references, a lot of really cool plots, lots of awesome storylines. Mm-hmm. The whole simul there's a whole episode about simulation, which is pretty awesome. Like basically like Rick Rick's car battery is just a simulated world of a bunch of people who who like sit there and generate energy on these like bikes. Right. <laughs> and that's how they create his the power for his like vehicle. Right. But it stops working one day, so he goes inside and it turns out one of them got smart enough to create their own simulation inside that world that power that powered their world but not enough to power rick's car so it's right. all pissed off it's just like and then it keeps going even deeper and you're like god damn it's a good show mm. worth checking out i should check it out i should i wonder if it's on like netflix or anything i don't think it is which is the reason why i haven't really gotten into it <clears throat> those adult swim shows aren't really on any of those services so they got their own service, I think, don't they? Oh, do they? Okay, yeah, yeah. They've got, like, their own streamable app, I think. Because, like, even the old ones, like, Family Guy and stuff, like, aren't... I guess Family Guy's still going, but, like, the... I don't... I feel like none of those, like, Adult Swim cartoons are, are on Netflix or, or Crave or whatever, so... Mm-hmm. So it's tough. Like, if that... Like, we... We're, wa- we're watching Lost, because Heather has never seen it. Um, and, and I had the first DVD... But now, like now, we finished the first season, and for season two, I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't like. I wish this was just on Netflix because I don't want to download it. I don't want to buy it. I don't know what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. So, put your stuff on Netflix if you're a producer of a show. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, that's it for news time. What? That's it. <laughs> that's not. That's not what we usually say. But whatever. Um. That was got, two weeks worth of news. That was two weeks worth of news. No, yeah, I, cu- I, I cut some stuff out. Oh, I feel bad for those who didn't make the cut. Well, maybe we'll talk about them in the future. But if you didn't make the cut, don't feel bad. Yeah, we it's have, just Steve. It's just have, Steve didn't think it was important enough. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you have to talk more about his uh, just for kids, sick kids stuff. You know. Yeah, that is important though. That's <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> you make it sound like that's not important. Did you set your team up, or did you set your thing up? Yeah, it's set up. You can uh, hook Brett up with some donation money at uh, Brett Meets Your Extra Life. Just search for it. You should tweet about it at least so I can just go straight to it. I probably will tweet about it after I customize my page a little bit more. I'm looking at this dear friends and family stuff. I'm like, come on now. We can make this a little bit hotter. <laughs> so we have a few questions this week. Three. Wow. Boom. Yeah, we're gonna to have to like rapid fire these. Okay, I gotta get I gotta get going. All right, so the first one's from No Direction Studios. They're a developer out in Hamilton, I believe, right? Uh, who made check? Uh, Don't feed the dragon. Uh, it's on iOS and Android. You can check them out. Or sorry, they're in Ash- Oshawa. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say can, they're not from Hamilton. I thought they were, but they're in Oshawa. They're a developer. Uh, it's a free iPhone and Android game. It's a fun game. But anyways, he asks, or they ask, or she asks. I'm not sure. Uh, how do you? No, get your game, you know, noticed by people and stuff. Basically, how do you market a game? Which we've talked about a few times, but it's always worth reinvestigating. Brett. Yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> Listen to podcast episode 22 and 17 <laughs> and 12. Yeah, nothing. Uh, okay, so 
again, if it's a mobile game, oh, it's so tough, man. Mobile games, it's just like, I, I understand where why this question is being asked. Because, like, no one's probably seeing their product uh, at the rate that they want, right? So, generally, people are like, oh, user acquisition is such a pain in the ass. It really is. So you can use your Twitter, you use your Facebook. Those are those are like low, low, uh, low entry for your user acquisition because you think your fans are your fans, but they don't really download instantly, right? Then you have your web page, which is also a target spot. So those are like three areas that you actually have control over to uh, get the word out. Um, then after that, you have to start spending some marketing money on your actual game. Like if you're not spending money to get the word out. Um, you're not going to be seen. It, it just won't happen. So you want to probably drop like a hundred bucks. Like just try a hundred dollars. Look at like who's the best uh, advertising firm right now for being online, which is kind of like Twitter, Facebook ads, like those kind of <laughs> Google ads. And just look at what you can get for the bang of your buck, right? So you want to spend a hundred dollars. Now user acquisition prices are actually going up for. Um, so how much it costs to get one person, it, the price is going up in certain areas or certain parts of the world. Um, so realistically, you want to try and spend a dollar a person. But like right now, I think it went up to like $3 a person. So it's getting expensive, um, that, which is why mobile sucks right now. It's getting too expensive to compete with everybody because the prices are going so damn high right now. $3 um, per person? Yeah, so that's and tough then, if which, you have a free to play app too. Like, yeah, like no one's we're not, yeah, like because we're all how we make our money is off of the in game advertisements, the in app purchases, like that's how we make the money off these games. Um, so if no one's coming to see it, then you're not making any money, right? So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You have to just start, you have to start putting a little bit of money into your user acquisition to get your advertising out there and then just do it like at a hundred bucks at a time and see if it's even going to work um but you have to watch because like if you put it in for a hundred dollars um the like the companies don't necessarily stop the ads right when you hit a hundred dollar yeah uh, your hundred dollar buff so you might want to have an extra like a hundred dollars just to back it up just in case you go over because there's a 99 percent chance you will actually go over your advertising costs because that's just how these companies roll um, it's almost all the time. It always happen. So that's really it. That's the only way you get people to look at your stuff nowadays is that and hope for the best. Like, there's, there's, there's no yeah, other way. I mean, yeah, there's like, it's, that's the thing. There's a lot of grinding involved, mm-hmm. I would assume. Um, I, I obviously don't, I mean, I've never produced a game, mm-hmm. so I can't, uh, I mean, I've been involved in the production of games, but I've never actually made one for myself or been in charge of making sure that, that people, you know, find it. Um, but, uh, you know, I can draw parallels in sort of my line of work. Like I've known guys who've written music and where I'm getting at basically is that, uh, you know, there's the grind, but then there, there are also other avenues that are very, very luck based, but do happen uh, more often than you might think. Um, I remember there was this one ad I was working on. This has happened a few times throughout the course of my career. This didn't happen to me. It happened to somebody else. They, they wrote this track and it was for Samsung when Samsung was doing that, um, their first sort of um, 
waterproof phone and the bell had that commercial with all these like young kids jumping off a dock or whatever and there was this one track playing i can't remember the name of it i'll look it up um but he just wrote a 30 second track it's all it was it's all it ever existed as for an advertisement but everybody freaked out about it and everybody's going on youtube trying to find out leaving comments what what is this song where can i find the full version it never existed mm-hmm. so he ended up creating a full version of the song combining it with two other tracks he had kicking around and releasing an ep and before you know it the song's playing on every radio station and he's uh uh you know and he's playing it on george strombolopolis putting a band together or whatever and it's just kind of like you know there are sometimes those accelerated approaches that can potentially light fire onto something. I remember um, when Michael uh, from Spooky Squid, or Miguel rather, from mm-hmm. Spooky Squid came over and he showed us sort of a timeline of all the things that happened to him, uh, you know, in terms of sales and the spikes and when they happened, how they correlated with certain events and whatnot. And, uh, and and it's pretty interesting. I mean, something has to happen. It's never going to, you know, it's either you do the grind, you do the advertising, you work it up slowly. But then if you're going to get any form of spike, it's usually something that happens like a like a popular um, YouTube reviewer who gets like 150,000 views in like the first hour when he posts uh, gets onto your game or something like that, you know, like then all of that grinding that led to maybe one guy finding it is going to bam jack up you're going to see that spike you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and and those are the kinds of things that that do happen but you got to put yourself in the position to to, to make them happen yeah. and i think you, you definitely have to grind you definitely have to do that that grinding part of it too oh yeah you but, have to but but hopefully the hope would be that that somebody would latch onto it because that's that seems to be when those those spikes happen you know mm-hmm. anyway i don't know yeah speaking Brett knows more about that than i do <laughs> speaking from my own experience i've used i've paid for advertising three times uh reddit twitter uh, actually four times google and um actually no just those three yeah yeah because yeah. i'm thinking of doing facebook facebook's the next one i'm just going to look into but not for another month or two, but Reddit, I would avoid entirely because you can get like in terms of paying for advertising because you can get noticed on Reddit, uh, like not super easily, but if you're an active member of Reddit and you just post about your thing every now and then, which is what I do, uh, it gets noticed. Now, granted, I'm coming from a different space where I'm just trying to get people onto a website and you want people to download something. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's, I, I found very little like, use out of paying for reddit ads um twitter ads were pretty good but mm-hmm. um sort of the same thing it like kind of what brett was saying that just like the price per person just seems to be higher than you would think now in my case like i'm not selling anything so if you pay you know two dollars for someone and then they download your three dollar app that's a profit but yeah. uh for me if I just get one person to a site and and they just look at one article and then they bounce, I get zero dollars. Like I wouldn't even get a Google like cent out of it. Uh, and then actually, probably the best one that I ever that I ever had was Google like a Google ad ranking paid for or whatever. Where when you search like different keywords, like I was like an ad at the top, and that was like the best uh, like the best results that I ever got. But that's that's going to a website. I don't really see like ads for games or anything like that when I when I search those things. So mm. that's just been my experience. But mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. Like just paying per price per like the price for per person is definitely like higher than you would think. Yeah. 
just uh, just in case anybody was curious, that it wasn't a Samsung ad; it was Sony Xperia, and the song was "I Don't Care If I Ever Come Down" by Jay McCarroll. And if you if you look it up on YouTube or something, you'll hear it and you'll know what I mean. Like it's it's you've heard it a bunch of times. And it's mm-hmm. just a song that ended up blowing up just because Sony used it on a on an international ad, and all of a sudden, bam, that's it. Right. So, No Direction Studios. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at No Direction Crew. Check out their game. Um, number two, question number two. This comes from Pedro Bento. You can follow him at Bento Cheeseless on Twitter. Uh, question Is there any stage that's too early to start adding polish? Is there any game that won't benefit from polish? Brett. Hmm. Uh, I always polish at the end. So that's what the last 10% to 5% of your game is, is polish. So the first 90% of game design and development is rough as anything. And then you smooth it off at the end. So I wouldn't polish anything until the game is 100% tight. So if you're polishing, uh, visually polishing, there's no point. Don't do it until the very end. Um, polishing those mechanics, the, they get polished as you work on them repeatedly and testing them. You'll figure out better things to make them better. So it, that happens at a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, your, like your visuals and all that stuff, that's always polished at the end. Um, what else is there to polish? Uh, polishing tweaks and stuff, like your level progression and things like that. that that just happens over testing. Like you, you're constantly technically polishing your game all the time. But uh, like I wouldn't be like, okay, I'm only going to focus on this one thing and then polish it until it's done because the rest of the game might suck, right? So you kind of want to do it all at the same time as you're building the game. It just naturally gets polished because once you do a, a chunk of the game, like say 10% of the game's done and then you start playtesting it and um, showing it off to people, then you start seeing a lot of faults with it. And you're like, oh, here's all these things I didn't see that were broken or um, they're not playing properly. So that's like, you take that take that information, you go back to the drawing, well, not back to the drawing board, but you go back to working on the game and then that's a layer of polish. And then you keep repeating this po- process until the game's actually done. Then there's the, obviously the visual side of polishing is something that you would do also along the way. Like everything is done along the way. Then there's like the last 10% of the game is the mega polish. That's like when all the bugs are getting fixed up and everything's getting beautiful. So mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree with basically all of that. I mean, again, like I have to liken it to what, what I do, but uh, really it's just an art form. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and all, you know, all an art form really is, is, is refinements and further refinements. Yeah. And as you get down to that, that the last bit, the, those refinements just become finer and finer and finer. I, you know, I, I call it finessing instead of polishing, but it's the same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, like if an artist has a block of clay, like a sculptor has a block of clay, you know, he's just constantly refining, you know, he doesn't get that, you know, if he's you know, uh, modeling a, a human form. He doesn't get the hand perfect and then move on to the next body part, right? He roughs out. He roughs yeah. out, continues to do that and continues to refine and polish until until it gets to those the, those finer incremental things at the end. Mm-hmm. That's where things start to become a little more difficult because, you know, like a painter on a canvas, when is your last brush stroke done? When is your last bit of color finished? That That's what you have to figure out. And that's why the last 
you know, 5% or whatever it is takes so damn long is because you're, you're trying to figure out when it's actually finished and when it's ready to go. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole artistic process, at least to me is, is a constant refinement. You know, when I'm writing a piece of music, I, I, I definitely don't get the intro perfect before I move on to the verse. You know, I have the whole thing sketched out. I have a skeleton for everything, just like a, you know, um, just like an artist would, would draw his sort of, his or her sort of, um, yeah, sketch before they start refining. So, right. uh, yeah, the whole the whole process to me is is one big polish before you get to the end. Yep. Cool. Uh, third question is actually still from Pedro. A uh, little back backstory: Gabby, who's been on the podcast, who's working on Mortuary Simulator, uh, tweeted out, "Quote: Biggest regret with Mortuary Sim: Not hiring a producer. It's something I thought I could juggle myself on top of everything else." Uh, I just kept justifying as uh, MS as a small game with small budget. We don't have the money for it, but in hindsight, we definitely could have made it work. So Pedro asks, what does a game producer do? Any different from film or TV producer? Resource, is it resource consolidation? Um, Brett, what does a game producer do? Um, they're like the yes man. I always look at them as the yes or no man, really. Um, they give you your budget. They give you... The timeline, they're kind of like, yeah, they're like an overseer, making sure everything is getting done. And they're also the guys that get the right pieces in place for you. So, like, if you look at it like uh, your team's missing something, right, like an artist or something, then they'll be like, okay, we have the budget for this person. And then that's pretty much what they do is find the money. Then they tell their HR people, like, we need this person now to get this thing facilitated faster. So I always, yeah, they're kind of like, like a coach <laughs> hmm. and that's what they're good at doing. Um, I've worked with like one, maybe two that were pretty good. So yeah, they're just like, they're just there to make sure that everything's getting done on time. Um, that you're hitting your, the money that you're like, you're not going over budget. Um, what else do they do? Yeah, they're they're like a just a good person to have around to handle everything else that you don't want to handle too. It's like if you're just designing the game, you don't have to be worrying about all the other cogs to the actual process, like all the other elements that go on. And they also handle scheduling too. But yeah, yeah, that's it's different than um, than what I'm used to. Like I know like movie producers have a, a, a different role than than television producers and and then video game producers i kind of feel like uh, the role is more uh is heavier for games you know because they're kind of like a production coordinator too yeah right? i mean like based on what you're saying there's there's a lot of uh scheduling a lot of uh there's like of, yeah because uh, there's like project managers who are also kind of producers like it's a weird uh bubble Right. Yeah. It always it, like with video games. It always seems a bit like the wild, wild west. Like the roles aren't sort of clearly defined, and everybody kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, helps each other get to the finish line, kind of thing on these projects. Mm-hmm. Like with, um, I mean, the producers that I work with now on the show that I'm on, you know, are more sort of like the the yes and no people creatively, right? So it'll be like, okay, yes, that works. No, that doesn't work. Here's what I want you to do. Moving on. And they do that with music. They do that with the edit. They do that with the sound design. They do that with the mix. They 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 bring that final polish and and uh, so that there's a unified vision 
taking it to the finish line kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, on uh, on the games, uh, it seems like their role is a, is a little bit more involved than that. Uh, seems yeah, because like like, they production. also talk to all the departments, right? Like they're handling marketing, PR, mm. you know, HR, QA. Like there's they they do a lot of running around and handling everything, making sure the project management's going properly. Like it's it's a big. It seems like it's a big role. I don't know if I'd ever want to be a game producer. <laughs> yeah, it seems. Yeah, it definitely seems like a, a pretty big role. But it's important. Like I, I, I could you imagine trying to do all that stuff and design the game? But you can't. You yeah. wouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Realistically, what... you wouldn't be able to. Like, yeah, you, that's why they have two separate departments, really. Right. Like, totally. Because um, the, the producer side of things is a huge ball of wax to handle. And so is making a game. So that's why they're separate. And important to have. So if you, but like, um, what would I say about that? Like, if you're like sitting there making a game right now and it's just you and your buddy, <laughs> you don't need a producer. <laughs> right. Like, you could find a friend who might want to be a producer to handle all these little things, but you pretty much are your own producer if you're just a four man team. Like, it's a role that you have to handle. So, right. So that's it for this week. Something I haven't done in a while is thank the patrons: Brian, Rory, Tabby, mm-hmm. Gigi, Renaud, Tyler, Stephen, Lee, Devin, Toby, Dan, Chris, Anthony, Aaron. Thanks, everyone. Uh, this podcast is always early for patrons, so you can go to Toronto or patreon dot com slash Toronto Game Devs to come on and help out the site and help out Steve. You know, you know what we forgot, haven't done in a while. Also, <clears throat> what's that? What games are we playing? Yeah, we haven't, but we keep. Uh, we, I noticed that we haven't actually been doing that lately. Well, we just we kind of stopped doing that because a Dan doesn't play any games, and b you were just like, well, I've just been playing mobile games, so I'm the only one who sounds like a freaking guy not doing anything, just playing games. Oh. <laughs> and that was always just something we filled in uh, to fill in time. We're over an hour right now, oh, but if I you want, people were interested in that. Maybe if you want to talk about a game you've been playing, you're more than welcome to right now. You have two minutes. I've been playing uh, House Salon Six. I bought it, and I played it. What do you think and of it? Uh, eh, it's interesting. True. I'm definitely into it. It has like a Civilization vibe to it. Like, it has something that makes me kind of feel like I'm playing Civilization, but not Civilization. So I kind of like it. But like everything else is pretty s- standard stuff, like RPG elements and stuff like that. Yeah. So I played it for about like five hours yesterday. I was streaming it. And, uh, yeah, I got into it. I died a lot. Like, I died. I had to end my campaign at least twice because, like, you can actually, like, die. So, like, you have to protect your little space station, which is the House Alon 6 space station. Yeah. So I was playing one, one game I was playing. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, some, some ship was at my base. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll handle that in a couple, couple turns or whatever. And then I was flying around killing some other people. And then it just ended the game because my, my space station blew up. And I didn't even know it was actually under attack. Like, there was no damage indicator saying, hey, you know, this is under attack. Like, it tells you at one point. It's like, hey, these guys are here attacking your shit. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll handle it. And then all of a sudden, my, my station died. And I'm like, oh, that, that sucked. Oh, but you didn't know. Yeah, okay, I see, I see. Yeah. So I didn't see, like, nothing, like, actually showcasing. Like, it was under attack. It was just like, yeah, we told you it's under attack. 
and you didn't do anything about it. So it wasn't like a clear up. warning that your game is about to be to end. Yeah, there was like no clear. Yeah, like there's a lot of rough edges on this game. Like it's it's made by a, a small team, I think, and there's still a lot of rough edges around here. Like I was like going over like the UI and UX and stuff. I'm like, this is pretty, ugh. but it was still a fun little experience. Like I hope I can beat it. Like it seems like a game that I have to play multiple times to actually beat the main story, like to actually figure out everything. Cause like right. there's no information, like it's sparse. So I even went to the wiki just to see like, what was what? And I'm like, what's going on here? And there's no information. It's just so bad. Like information wise is bad. Cause like, I'll kind of want like, cause you know, when you're playing like Civ two and you're like, Oh, dope. If I build this, this opens this and that and this. And like, you're like, okay, cool. And it has like that similar aspect to it, but I really don't know what the hell I'm building. It's like, Oh, I built this, uh, thing. What does it do? And then I have to sit there and try and figure it out. And so, yeah, and the tutorial I hated. Oh god, I hated it. But whatever. It's still a fun game. Once you get past that tutorial, like everyone who was watching me stream were like, this game is horrible, like wordy wise, like it's just so wordy on the tutorial. Mm-hmm. But then once we got past it, everyone's like, Oh yeah, this game <laughs> this game seems pretty good. So like you just gotta get through that tutorial and then you get into the fun stuff. The the game the core game itself is actually kind of fun. Yes. So I'll be playing it again for sure, because I wanna beat it. So Devin's doing the review of it, but that might be a little bit delayed because he told me he's busy with other stuff. So that'll be up eventually, but you can read his Capsule Infinite and M++ review. That's on the site, tronagamedos.com. Dan, have you been playing any games lately? Just still chipping away at um, Secret of Mana. Yeah? Yeah, mobile version. I play play for like, you know, half an hour here, half an hour there. Honestly, I'm working towards November 10th when I get... PS4 Pro. Yeah, just trying to finish up as much as possible. For as much as possible, so that I can sit down and play it for a week. Do you know what games you're 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 copping out on November tenth? Like, do you know? Do you have your your buying plan? Well, I'm definitely getting um, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, because it's not a bundle, right? There's no game bundled in with the PS4. No, okay. no, I'm definitely getting that. Um, and I'm just going to start with that at first. I might I might get uh, like I definitely want to get The Witcher two, Witcher three. Yeah. Uh, but not right away because that's going to be a big investment of time, probably in the new year. I bought that game because it was on sale, and I played. For, I played maybe for like five hours, and I feel like I haven't done shit in it. Like yeah. it's it's the most overwhelming game I've ever seen in my life. And I keep every now and then when I look at my PlayStation, I'm just like, yeah, what, what games do I want to play? And I go through my list or whatever. I see Witcher three, and I'm just like, like uh, I don't have you know mm-hmm. five hours to dive into this. That might be that might be a solid. Uh, Game, that would extra, be extra extra life game. I do. Uh, I'm going to get lovers. Nice lovers in a dangerous space time. Definitely going to get that. Damn good game. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to get a bunch of Toronto games. Actually, uh, I'm going to go through the list and 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 see what 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 I'm attracted to. I'll get jazz punk. You know, I'll definitely get that. Um, I'm not sure what else. Good. Like I definitely want to get a bunch of indie games, but. Uh, in terms of like the triple A's, I'm just going to start with Uncharted. Uh, I'm excited for the new Tomb Raider. I'm excited for uh, Zero Dawn, Horizon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's next year, I think, right? Yeah, I'm probably going to play the um, the uh, uh, God of War series to get uh, ready for when the fourth one comes out. Yeah, I wish they, I, I kind of hope they, they. I think they've only re-released the. F- the third one 
on PS4. I would love an easy way to play like all five games on PS4. So they don't have the the first couple on the store. I don't think they do. It might be on PlayStation Now or whatever, but I think it's only three that's on, like technically on PS4. Right. Okay. Well, I'll play three then. Um, I've got a PlayStation Three too. Which ones are available on PlayStation Three? The other I think, ones. Are I think three. all of them. I think they've yeah. all been ported there. I don't know if the the v, the PSP ones have been like Ghost of Sparta and uh, Chains of Olympus, but I think they have. Right on. So, um, I've been well, playing games that actually like I don't normally play. I, uh, drive. I picked up Drive Club because I I'm getting the VR, so I was like, oh well. VR driving is like the go-to experience, but I want to have like a good understanding of that game and some good cars and stuff to play it. So I started playing Drive Club, and it's actually like pretty fun. I don't normally play like racing sims, but I'm having a damn fun time with that game, uh, and I'm pretty far. Like I've been the main like stuff, and I got the season pass, so I'm I'm now I'm doing like all the DLC. Nice. Um, and I'm not a car guy at all, but it's just like there's a lot of little like meta game stuff going on. Like you level up, you have your own like level. You level up like cars, just sort of that gets you like that unlock you new cars and paints and stuff like that. And it's like there's little in like during the race, you kind of have like experience points. Like so, if you do a clean section, you get like 500 you know experience points and stuff like that. That kind of all adds up to it. Like it's there's a lot of like cool little things that game does that. I haven't played a racing sim since like Gran Turismo three, so it's probably I could have probably picked up any like sim in the last two years and would have been like, well, like these games are so good now. Um, but Drive Club just happened to be that game, and then uh, I'm playing Titanfall online because yeah, you've been raving about that, eh? That game is so good. That's like the best like first person online shooter I've ever played. Like it's so freaking fun. I was playing Battlefield four. Because all the DLC was free on PS4. And there's like, we were playing a map, and the maps are big, and you can fly, and all this other shit. And, uh, but there was this sniper on like this tall building that was just like owning everyone on the map. And I was just like, this is so annoying. Because if I was playing Titanfall, I would just summon my Titan and just like, like, just blow up that guy. Just take the whole building? Down. Yeah, just like, we'll just destroy <laughs> him in an instant. Um, so I'm just, I like Titanfall is just dope. I don't know if I'll pick up the second one because I also picked up Titanfall for five dollars with all the season passes stuff. So I might just keep playing that until the the online portion of it is dead. But uh, it's really fun. Like I, mean, I don't typically play online first person shooters, but Titanfall is one that that is pretty sweet. So those games I've been playing, check it out. Uh, we'll just wrap up the show how we always do with tweet of the week. Did I tweet anything this week? Uh, no, but we haven't done this podcast in a week, so we're good. Uh, <laughs> on September 18th. And so Tweet of the Week is just uh, Composing Dan's Twitter account because he tweets rarely, and when he does, it's confusing to me anyways. <laughs> so you can follow him at Composing Dan on Twitter. So Solo six solo 610, or do I say 610, 610? How do I say this? Solo, 610. Solo 610, shit the bed. Hopefully just a fuse, don't have time to troubleshoot. Guess I will employ a different preamp today. Hashtag studio problems. Yeah. So it's still it's still on my desk, busted. I gotta look at it. Yeah. I did notice you tweet about uh, Cinemasker as well, Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh man, I've been I've been diving into that pretty hard lately. I've been yeah. I've been watched his stuff in like a couple of years, so I might. Same here. Yeah. He's he's just like I just love uh, I think his videos about 
old, horrible, horrible game design. I'm not sure if this is a thing, but they, it should definitely be either a college course or a part of a game design college course. Mm. Because, like, he talks about, he points out so many really horrible game design choices that people made. And it's like, yeah, that would be annoying as sin. Like, mm. like using your, like, one off the top of my head is like Wolverine and he has the claws. But but that, but it's an option because you can kick and punch without the claws. But if you bust up the claws and you use them, it takes your health away. You know what I mean? And it's just like, why would you? Why would anybody ever do that? Why wouldn't you just have the claws out all like the entire time? Yeah. Wolverine's badass. Use the claws. But just just small things like that. He has so many. I I, I, I think maybe he didn't even, doesn't even realize the uh, the gold mine of. Uh, you know, game design, like bad game design choices that he's exposing mm-hmm. to uh, to potential game designers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you could, so you could also follow Brett at Brett so, Muser, uh yeah. at Game Dev Drinks at Hard Circle. Yep. yep. Download billions of cats. Yep. Follow TP Smoke on Twitter. Nope. Just follow. <laughs> just follow on TP Smoke. Don't bother with the TP other smoke one. Doesn't. I am getting people following me on TP Smoke stuff. Account <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist anymore, but whatever. Yeah, you haven't tweeted. Uh, well, actually, you only like retweet stuff. Yeah. Like. July twentieth is your last like actual tweet. Yeah, I don't tweet with it. Yeah. Um, check out the site charmingindos Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Jake Bundo did the intro. Dan did the outro. Uh, post about it on Reddit, Facebook. We're on there too. We're barely doing with that. Uh, Twitter is where most of the action is at. Uh, And uh, we'll see you next week. Cool. Peace out. Bye.